0: important that you have people that are in your camp that will be brutally honest with you. I've made my career on brutal honesty. I don't care what you think. I don't care about your feelings. I know I've talked on the show about needing to develop emotional intelligence as I got into being a healthcare executive. But Dennis Schroeder, and everybody's talked about this Last week and he's getting roasted. If you if you if you Google Dennis Schroeder and quote fumble the bag, he fumbled the bag. So remember, remember if you're a football fan, we're not on in Cleveland yet. We're gonna be on in Cleveland eventually. Cleveland Cleveland's on the map. They're on the map. But if you remember Ernest Biner fumbling the ball against the Denver Broncos where he was going in for what would have been a game-winning touchdown. Fumbles the ball on the two, two-yard line and one-yard line. Browns lose. Browns continue to be sans Super Bowl championship. I know that Browns fans in Cleveland, they're still talking about Jim Brown and the titles that they won in 1956, but nobody cares. That was a lifetime ago. That was before there was color TV. I don't know. I don't even know what the jerseys look like for the Browns because everything was in black and white. But Dennis Schroeder, who's getting roasted for turning down a $85 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, ultimately signed for $5.9 million with the Celtics. And the way that I see it, it's not about him not getting the money, because money's not everything. From what I researched, he didn't really like L.A. He didn't like playing in L.A. He wasn't happy there. He was at Oklahoma City before, so L.A. is an upgrade from o- Oklahoma City. who really shouldn't even have a team. That team should be the Seattle Supersonics or Seattle Sonics. Even if they were playing down at the, the Tacoma Dome, like I, I like to talk about, and going to the Emerald Casino across the street from the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, in the old Sean Kemp, Detlef Shrimp, Seattle Sonics. But they, they shouldn't be in Oklahoma City. So I get it. If you're in Oklahoma City, you don't want to stay there. We'll go to a better market. So you're in L.A., you're playing with LeBron. LeBron's not easy to play with. Even though LeBron is the generational best player that we've seen in this particular generation, as was Magic, as was Michael Jordan, LeBron is that guy. I'm not saying that he's as good as Jordan, but I'm, I'm kind of move away from comparing LeBron to Jordan to Oscar Robertson to George Mikan. That's almost an impossible comparison to make with these errors. But LeBron's not easy to play with. If you play with LeBron, LeBron's ball dominant. LeBron gets in these ruts where he takes really bad shots. Great player, but really the best type of person to run with LeBron is a spot-up shooter. I think, that, I think that Carmelo Anthony, although he's old AF, he's going to thrive playing with LeBron because at this point, Carmelo Anthony is not the, the ball-dominant player that he once was. And he's just going to spot up and shoot, and LeBron will find you. If you can knock down shots, LeBron will find you. He found Matthew Della dova or Della Vidova, whatever his name is. But if you're a point guard, LeBron wants to play point most of the game. Then he wants to play small forward at the end. And then if there's a mismatch, he has to play power forward. It's hard to be a point guard if you want to be a scoring point guard, which Schroeder was, which which Dennis Schroeder at OKC was averaging 19, almost 20 points a game. While rocking the Kwame haircut, the high top with the dyed Kwame Big Daddy Kane, Steezo look. Rest in peace to Steezo. The 1987 haircut deluxe special. But he didn't play with LeBron well. He didn't have a good season. The Lakers didn't play that well in the playoffs. They had injuries. He looked bad. Dennis Schroeder's not a great shooter. So you come into where you're a free agent You've worked hard to become a free agent. He's 27 years old. And the LA Lakers, who are the preeminent franchise, not just in the NBA, but one of the preeminent franchises in all of global sports, offer you an $85 million contract. Now, if somebody offers Lance Jay $85 million, unless you're asking Lance J to hit the casting couch, which I won't explain on terrestrial radio, but if you're if you're an adult, Google casting couch. Unless I have to hit the casting couch, I'm taking the $85 million. I know a lot of people that would probably take the $85 million, even if they had to hit the casting couch. I'm really good on radio. Like I'm nice, I'm nice on the sticks. I'm I'm elite at this craft. I'm great at what I do. I'm one of the best in the country. I'm probably worth a million dollars. That's a reasonable ask. If you, want, if you want to hire me to come and do radio and do two hours a day of radio, I probably ask for a million to two million so I can divest in some of my consulting work to do that. I'm not worth 20 million, though. I'm not Howard Stern. In the, words, in the illustrious words of Drake, I know myself. And Dennis Schroeder should have known himself because if you're him and you see Lonzo Ball get an $85 million deal, you and Lonzo Ball are, are probably slotted around the same area. You're not better than Lonzo Ball. You're not elite. You're not Russ Westbrook, not Bradley Beal. I think of the smaller, smaller guards who are, you're not Rondo in his prime. You're not Dwayne Wade in his prime. You're not one of those guys. You're not James Harden. You're not that guy. So, wherever Lonzo Ball is, and, and shout out to of Ball, and shout out to LeVar Ball. Everybody gets gets gets. It looks like he's going to end up with three sons in the league. Jello is hooping in the summer league. If you watch the summer league, Jello's balling out for the Hornets. He looks good, he looks like an NBA player. He's a little short to be the small forward, but he's a scoring machine. He's actually the best scorer of the three, but he's not as tall and he's a little chubby. Or was a little chubby. But he's a scorer. If Jello is willing to work and go to the G League and play for the 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 Sioux City Sky Force or the Delaware 87ers, if he works hard enough, he has a chance to to get to the NBA. I don't think that he's ever going to play any reasonable minutes. But we've seen guys come out of the G League. PJ Tucker's a G League guy. Brandon himself. I'm just going to guard the best player on the other team, and I'm going to sweat and breathe and and spit and 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 uh, and harass and chip at that person for 40 minutes a game and make their life a living hell for a series. There are people that have reinvented themselves. I mean, I, I reinvented myself on radio. So it's possible. But back to Dennis Schroeder, it got bad intel. What makes you think that you're worth more? So I'm not mad that I'm not mad that he's gambling on himself. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that he didn't want to play for the Lakers. If somebody's not happy in LA, I don't know anybody that I don't know a lot of people that rather live in Boston. Than live in LA. I think the only upgrades from LA are Miami, San Diego, Vegas, maybe Phoenix. That's it. Honolulu. It's hard to upgrade from LA when you're if you're rich, because although Dennis Schroeder fumbled the bag, it's easy for me to say that. He's still pocketing seven to eight M's a year, which I'm not. So he's driving down Rodeo Boulevard in a Bentley. I'm not. So I don't know if it's better to be in Boston where it's 19 degrees for a third of the year and people are angry. You got to deal with WEEI. You got to deal with the media. You got to deal with Sully calling in and saying, ah, Dennis Stroud is garbage. He's garbage. He has no Jampa, he's no Jampa, he's garbage. I don't know if I'd rather deal with that than, than, than be in LA on Rodale Drive with the, with the pretty girls and the Bentley and the Louis store and the Gucci store and all of that stuff. But I have a problem with someone gambling on himself. I just think that he got really bad intel. Somebody got in his ear and told him that $85 million wasn't enough for his services. And the truth of the matter is, once you lose the money, it's gone. Dennis Schroeder, technically, he'd come next year and he get average 22, 23 points a game. But the way that that Boston team is constructed, he's not going to get enough shots to do that. That's a guard-heavy team, and you got Tatum. He's never going to have $85 million presented in front of him at any time the rest of his life, most most likely. He is most likely peaked in his earnings potential and, hey, if, you, if money is not everything, so if that's not what you're about, but I, I just don't know who his agent is, who his mama is, who his wife, girlfriend, mistress, jump off, baby mama, whatever he has going on. I don't know if the people that are around him gave him the best advice because you have to know yourself. Everybody's not elite. Elite. Everybody's not an all-star. Everybody's not a franchise player. You don't get to make franchise player elite all-star money if your name is Dennis Schroeder. If you're Dennis Schroeder, you have to understand that you're actually Dennis Schroeder and approach your craft and your career knowing that you're Dennis Schroeder. Paragon 7 Studios. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence the heisenberg of broadcast radio the wolf of wall street you are listening to james lewis the host of the Lanch j radio network what's the problem pal Hugh you, moss you're such a hero you're so rich how come you're coming down here waste your time with such a bunch of bums you see this watch you see this watch yeah That watch costs more than your car. I made $970,000 last year. How much you make? You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. My baby mama, Mama Tawana, yo, you so right. I still floss the carrots with the rainbow ice. All your little Mm. dudes, y'all be caught up in the hype. Mm. For real, dog, you're not no killer. Got my crib built by my man Bob Villa. Seven bedrooms, Chris style in the chiller. I think big, bigger than Godzilla. Bought my own island, chilling in my villa. James Lewis. I like it, I like it. You have yeah. had me like puff, man. I was, oh, about, to, man. I was about to be uh, doing the ad-libs, man. Oh, man. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show. we finally closed that deal to be on the flagship of radio one W O L in the DC market starting on September the 20th. Yours truly will be offering my nuggets of wisdom and just overall swag, golden voice and, and other, and other talents. I'm, I'm taking my talents to, to, to chocolate city. And I'm very excited about that. One of the things that one of the things that we've built the brand on. So I talk about all the time. You know, it was difficult to pivot from being the, the Sunday scrub ESPN or NBC Sports Radio host and taking calls about Kyler Murray. And that Kyler Murray was too short to be an effective quarterback in the NFL. Doing the games with, with Ray Black, uh, who is literally Miss Arizona. While watching Sunday Night Football on NBC, it was 109 degrees outside early in the season. And to move this into a platform where we talk about healthcare, we talk about corporate America, we talk about general news, talk about politics, it was not easy to move the platform to, to that. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of buy-in from my sponsors. It took a lot of buy-in from the people that are on the team. There are people on the team that didn't. they were like, man, we got we to stay with sports. I stayed with hip-hop, and I was like, there's bigger markets than that. I don't want to be pigeonholed. Right now, you can put this show on a hip-hop station. You can put it on a sports station. You can put it on a politics station. You can put the show anywhere, and I like that. That makes us unique, and that's a segue into what I'm about to talk about, and I can say these things now. I couldn't say them when I worked for Blue Cross or when I worked for for Highmark or, or when I worked for um, – Seattle at Community Health Plan in Washington, other places that I've worked when I was in the Seventh day Adventist healthcare system. I've always built my teams. And if you notice, whenever I have a CEO come in here or a leader, I'm always curious about hey, how did you build your team? How do you lead? What are the principles of leadership, greatness? How do you galvanize your teams? How do you get people to work for you, to run through a wall for you, to trust you, to believe in you? Do you have emotional intellect? What talents do you have that get people to give you their best? Because you can't be your best if you don't have people that give their best to you. I see a lot of CEOs. I consult for some of them, but I see a lot of CEOs. They're focused on creating a cheerleader camp in a camp of, of yes men, sycophants, People that will tell you that, hey, hey, Lance J, you're, you're the greatest. You're the best. You have no flaws. You're brilliant. You're a genius. When the reality is everybody needs to hear about their flaws and to hear about how they can get better. When I ran teams, I would do one-on-ones with people. I would do, I created a matrix that graded people on different competencies, not just operational stuff, but. Attitude and drive and, and, and the way that they treated people. They're tangible and intangible things. But then I asked my people to grade me. And I gave all of my one-on-ones were, were two-way. They were not one way. Because I need to be a better boss. And I wanted someone to tell me that, hey, James, I need more support from you in these areas so I can be successful and I can do my job. One of the things that I used to teach much to the chagrin of people that work for me, I have this concept called A plus theory. I learned some of the fundamentals of this in business school. When I was at the Miami University of Oxford, Ohio, the fighting the Red Hawks, the fighting Ben Roethlisberger's, I teach this concept called A plus theory to my direct report. So if you you worked for me, at various stops you've you've heard this speech you've probably sucked your teeth at this speech you were probably angry especially to see some 30 35 36 year old black man barking at you about this but the truth of the matter is business schools across the country they teach high levels of mediocrity meaning that they teach you to be a jack of all trades and a master at none they give you this perception that hey If you're a B to B plus at finance and a B to B plus at leadership and a B at creating presentations and a B at operations and a B at communication skills, stuff like that, hey, you're great. I mean, excuse me, you're good at three or four things. We're going to move you around. I remember every conversation that I've had because you'll learn more about me especially those that be listening to DC market. One of my rule of thumbs, I don't wait for promotions. I never waited for promotions when I was an executive. I always come in and I say, Hey, I'm gonna give you two years. I'm going to come in. I'm like, Mr. Wonderful on shark tank. I'm going to blow your company up financially. I'm going to create the best financials that you've ever had in these departments And in the 18 months, I want my bleeping promotion. If you won't promote me and you won't perk me, I'm going to go somewhere else. I've had people, I recently interviewed for a CEO job. Kind of against my will, but it was for an altruistic organization that I felt that, hey, this is one of the few jobs that would pry me out of my my consulting practice. I had to I had to have some 70 year old man that was non melanated, I think I can say that. Question me about my resume and my and my and my degree. When you in the when you in the VP chair and you've brought in almost a billion dollars, That. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't crawl my way like Andy Dufresne out of the muck and mire of the Shawshank redemption of healthcare to have some person on the other side of the table question my resume and my education. I don't have time for that. It basically immediately turned me off. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not working for for you. If you if you if that's if you look at my resume and you make the calls and you have my references and that's all you can come up with, you're wasting my time. My time it's too valuable. Everywhere I've been has succeeded. Everywhere I've been, people have bonused. I said I said last week on the show, I said that the I made so much money for Highmark that they should call Buffalo Bills Lance J Radio Network Stadium. It shouldn't be Highmark Stadium. It should be the Lance J Radio Network Stadium at Paragon 7 Studios Field. I ultimately got tired of making money for people and not getting the credit for it. So I said, hey, I'm gonna open up my own business and do and do my own thing. But when I was in that executive seat, I always pushed and said that the truth of the matter is that person that's a jack of all trades and a master of none, you're being trained to be a worker bee. Your company's not doing you justice if they say, hey, hey, you know, this bill is really good. And he's a, Bill is a rising star in the company. And what we're going to do is we're going to move Bill around. So he's going to fix one problem and spend three years fixing a problem. And then we're going to give him a lateral move. So he's the VP of accounting and accounting has done well. He inherited a mess. He turned it around. Now we're going to send him, he's going to be the VP of operations. He's going to fix a second problem for us. And that's what happens to people who are B's and B pluses. You plateau. You hit that glass ceiling. A lot of people, a lot of people, been mad at me because I wouldn't promote them. I have a lot of colleagues mad that they didn't get promoted. They claimed racism. They claimed sexism. They claim transgenderism, um, uh, sexual orientationism, if that's a word. The Truth of the matter is. You're a B or a B plus at five different things. The person that gets promoted, let me put you up on some game. I'm not Gilly. Even I need to get Gilly back on the show. I'm not Gilly, but let me put you up on some game. If you want to be promoted and you want to be a person that has high aspirations, you want to be a vice president, you want to be a C-suite, one of these companies, you want to have your own business, be great at one thing. Now, you can't be terrible at one thing. You You can't be like Steve Jobs. And he was one of the greatest um, strategists ever, but he didn't take a shower. Like that's that's extreme. But you need to be an A plus. It's the A plus theory. Usually, people who are vice presidents, they're great at something. They're great leaders. They have an ultra magnetic A plus plus personality. I had a CEO. She was fantastic with her personality. It's like she floated on air when she walked into the room. She had gravitas like I had never seen before. A lot of other stuff, she wasn't that great. But she was an A-plus in that area. When you're an A-plus in the area, you know what they do is they hire. When you're when you're an A-plus in the area, that means that you're irreplaceable. Now, no one is really, truly irreplaceable. But if you're great, if you're in the top 1% of what you do nationally, you're darn hard to replace. You want to be as irreplaceable as you can possibly B. Guess what happens to the irreplaceable? They hire someone to cover the areas where that person is not proficient in. And guess who they hire? They hire the person that's a B plus or a B. So if you're great at presentations, but you're bad at, at, at Excel and data, they'll hire someone to do the data for you. will flank you everywhere you go. If you're a brilliant strategist, you're a genius, you can get the supply chain popping, you know how to run the numbers, you're a financial wizard, everything you touch turns gold or platinum, but hey, you're not a good speaker. You stutter, you stammer, you get nauseous, you get the tight throat, you get the cotton mouth, and can't speak, guess what? They'll hire a strategist to do your talking for you because you're an A plus and you're irreplaceable. I made my career on being irreplaceable. Everywhere I went in risk adjustment and stars, I was the best person in the country at getting charts. I went places, they were getting 74% of their charts. I got 94%, which immediately freed up eight figures of money, 40, 50, $60 million of money at plans that I went at, went to, excuse me. And I built my career off that. and got better at other things. But being great, being best in class is what matters. So think about that as you outline your career. Don't be a B in everything. Don't let somebody sucker you into going from one department to another, fixing other people's messes, working 80 hours a week, not getting credit. Because ultimately, it's that A+, it's that person with the electromagnetic personality. It's that person who's brilliant. It's that person who's dynamic. Those are the people that get promoted. They get director jobs. They get VP jobs. They get C-suite jobs. While ultimately you'll be working for them cleaning up their dirty work. Lance J Show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon. Seven. Seven. Seven Seven Studios Seven. annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with engage it health their diverse portfolio includes accident expense specified disease plans life insurance and ppo plans engage it Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J. sent you.